Full of Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. I wanted to go over a report that I just heard about from Dr. Lacey Hunt, one of my favorite economists. Let's go right over to his website. And this is actually a free PDF that you can download. And I just heard him have a conversation with my good buddy, Adam Taggart. And this is his quarterly review from second quarter of 2023. And the first thing I want to do is point out this chart. And let me zoom in. This is the one that I use for the thumbnail. And this is something that I have never seen. And uh, according to this chart, it hasn't happened going all the way back to 1952. So what are we referring to specifically? This is ODL or real ODL which is a metric that I hear Dr. Lacey Hunt use all the time. This is other deposit liabilities. So what are other deposit liabilities? We could go to the Fed's website. I could show you the H, I believe it's the H6 or the H8 report. But the bottom line is savings accounts, checking accounts. <laughs> for the most part, for the most part. So just think savings accounts and checking accounts. So commercial bank liabilities, assets, of the private sector, assets of the non-bank entities. And what he does is he takes a three-year percentage change, this is quarterly, and then he also looks at the velocity for this money metric specifically, where other velocity, they're just using M2, he breaks it down to this ODL, which effectively checking accounts and savings accounts. So it gets more granular there, which I think is important. So this blue line represents the percentage change of real ODL, which is very interesting. You look at the money supply metrics, and I've never seen them adjusted for the rate of inflation, which he's doing here. And then the black line represents velocity for this measurement, uh, or for this specific measurement of money supply. And you can see in the past that we have gone negative. This happened in 1976, like it happened in roughly 1981. We saw this in the early 1990s. Now you may say, George, the money supply didn't go negative in the early 90s. Right. But again, this is adjusted for inflation. You got to remember that. And then during the GFC, we saw it go down substantially, but it didn't go completely negative. But look where we are today. It is negative on a three-year percentage change. Again, these are quarterly numbers. So call it negative 1%. But what is entirely unique, unprecedented, what we've never seen before, is velocity all, all, uh, going down at the same time. So look at this. When we go back to 1976 or 1981, velocity was relatively consistent. Goes up a bit in 1981. But then when we look at the sharp decline in the blue line in the early 1990s, what's the black line doing? The opposite. It's going up, which would lead you to believe that, okay, GDP is not not suffering too badly because think about this gdp is simply a, a a metric that combines the velocity of money and how many currency unit and how much money's out there so if you've got x amount of money let's say ten dollars and velocity is two then your gdp is going to be 20 bucks so what happens is if you have that uh that the amount of money actually decreasing while at the same time velocity is not only decreasing, but it's going negative. That means that it's going to be very, very difficult for GDP to be positive. In fact, I'd have to think that through. I, I just spitballing this right off the top of my head. I think the only way that could be positive is if your trade deficit went down so that wasn't 
subtracting from GDP. I, that don't, I'm just improving that. that. That's right off the top of my head. But uh, the bottom line is this is a huge, huge headwind for GDP looking forward. So now let's also go to something I find fascinating. And uh, I mean, this you, you've got to download only six pages, well worth your time. And it's free. You just go to his website, which is hoisington.com. You can see it up here in the uh, search bar there. Here is another chart that I really interested me. For those of you who are a hardcore fan of the channel, you know that about six months ago, I got on this kick where I was really thinking about what creates consumer price inflation, because it's not just an increase in the money supply, because the late 1800s, we had a 400% increase M2 from 1990 to 2020, we had the same 400% increase. Uh, oddly enough, one was on a, a gold standard and one was on a complete fiat standard. So you know, why did we see negative 45% deflation in the late 1800s, but yet we saw 125%, my memory serves me right, compounded inflation from 1990 to 2020. Obviously, there were different dynamics there are different variables there at play. But what were those variables? That's the fascinating question to me. And the conclusion that I, that I kept coming to was it was government spending as a percentage of GDP. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Now, this is prior to seeing this report. So obviously, Lacey Hunt's a lot smarter than I am. And he's probably been doing this. I don't know how old he is, but I think he's probably been doing this longer than I've actually been alive. <laughs> so he's got a little bit of an experience edge. So when he, I hear him talk about these same ideas that I had originally, that I came to just trying to figure out how these things work. And just by diving deeper and deeper and deeper, to hear him talk about them, it, it's really encouraging. It's it's really, really cool to say the least. So looking at this chart, let's see if I can blow this up even more. This is real per capita average of GDP and GDI, which is, I believe, gross domestic income versus government expenditures as a percentage of GDP. So this first number would be kind of a proxy for how well the economy is doing. How many goods and services is it producing efficiently? You know, uh, the, the increase of the standard of living, wealth. Obviously, this isn't an exact number, but it just kind of gives you a, a rough guesstimate. So this is represented by the black line. So the, the more, the higher the black line is, the better we would assume the economy is doing. The blue line represents government expenditures as a percentage of GDP. 
And you can see there's pretty much an inverse correlation. So as, and I would also add to this, if I got the chance to speak to Dr. Lacey Hunt, is uh, what he's doing right here is he's actually just looking at federal expenditures. If you include state and, and local governments, this blue line would be on the same path. It would have the same uh, trajectory. It would look the same, but it would be much higher than, uh, you know, right now it's peaking out about 34%. If you included state and local, that would be a lot closer to 50%. I know because I've done whiteboard videos on that. So anyway, as this blue line increases, you can see the black line decreases. So the conclusion that I came to and what this chart reinforces is a, a good predictor of consumer price inflation looking out a year to an, in advance is when you have the increase of money supply substantially higher than the rate of GDP. Or another way to look at this is if you're increasing the money supply at a very fast rate and you are increasing the percentage of government spending in relation to overall GDP, there's a much higher probability that you have consumer price inflation down the road because the economy is becoming less and less efficient. And like Milton Friedman says, you know, most people think that Milton Friedman was all, you know, just strictly money supplied. That's what created consumer price inflation. It, it was more nuanced than that. What he said is if you have an increase in money supply above and beyond output, so above and beyond, let's say real GDP, that's where you're likely going to get some consumer price inflation. So this uh, black line to me would represent output or a, a general proxy. And then we've got this blue line, which would mean that output is likely decreasing. So if you have this blue line going up, while at the same time, you have a substantial increase in M2 money supply, again, there's a much, much higher probability that that translates or turns into consumer price inflation. But then, of course, the uh, uh, opposite would be true. Or let's just assume for a moment that this blue line was going down, that we somehow <laughs> could get back to smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller government as far as spending as a percentage of GDP. And then we had an increase of M2 money supply, let's say by the same amount, you would assume or you would expect that the rate of consumer price inflation would be much lower. So to see this kind of expressed by Dr. Lacey Hunt in the form of this chart is, uh, to say the least, was really, really cool because it kind of reinforces the conclusions I came to based on all of the research that I had done going back to 1870. But the main takeaway from this video, guys, is uh, another thing that adds to the increase in probability or another thing that adds to the probability that we will be going through a recession, you know, soft landing, hard landing. I'm not sure, but this would lead me to believe that it'll likely be a hard landing because of these two numbers that we have never seen go down at the same time. And that is this ODL measurement of real money supply just for inflation along with the rate uh, of velocity for that money measurement. We have never seen these two negative ever going back to 1952. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.